Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022, and this is Presidential Release 518, and it is definitely August, and it is hot. Maybe uh, it feels hot because we're still so energized from our 2022 National Convention in New Orleans. It was an amazing convention. So great to be back together with the Federation family in person. You know, Melissa and I had the opportunity to go to Italy uh, shortly after the convention to celebrate our 20th anniversary. And uh, I thought that the energy of the convention was going to dissipate a little bit um, while relaxing on vacation, but never happened. Still feeling the full energy of our national convention and had the opportunity uh, while in Italy to take a moment to meet with the president of the Italian Blind Union, Mario Barbudo, and uh, it was great to be able to share uh, the excitement of the convention and the work that we accomplished together. So thank you to all of you who were able to come to the convention. I'm sure that you are uh, feeling the energy um, just like I am from this year's convention. Whether you were in New Orleans with us or participating in the virtual experience, uh, I'm sure that you are um, feeling the energy of the convention. It was a Tremendous convention in so many ways from the hosting, the great work that our Louisiana affiliate did in hosting the convention, the outstanding uh, activities of our divisions and committees, the amazing energy of the general sessions, including what I think is a, a most memorable uh, opening ceremony. I can still smell the pralines being cooked on stage. So many things to the sound of uh, canes tapping all over the French Quarter. What a great convention. But we do want to look at uh, what more we can do to make the convention even better in the future. And so I hope that you will take an opportunity to um, share your feedback through the post-convention survey, which is now available at nfb.org convention. Uh, and that's true whether you were in person in New Orleans or uh, whether you participated in the virtual experience. And I know those who um, were part of the virtual experience had a lot of great memories to share as well. I've heard so many great things uh, about um, the, the pre-sessions with Melissa Riccobono, who couldn't be in New Orleans, but I know she enjoyed hosting the pre-sessions. I enjoyed the uh, virtual session in the presidential suite. Uh, you can also fill out the survey. So nfb.org slash convention. Please give your feedback so that we can make the convention even better. If you uh, missed some of the general sessions or parts of them or just want to tune in to hear uh, the pre-session banter, you can find all of the general sessions on YouTube. You can uh, get an encore uh, discussion of the convention uh, by tuning into the Federation's uh, Nations Blind podcast, uh, where uh, the convention is discussed, and we got to um, reminisce about the highlights of the convention. And of course, very soon you will be able to get highlights both on our website and through 
the August-September issue of the Braille Monitor. And while the convention is still fresh in our blood, uh, do want to um, remind you that we will have another convention in 2023, and we should put that on our calendar. Save the dates for our 23 National Convention in Houston, Texas, which will take place from July 1st to July 6th. I do want to say um, in and amongst the convention excitement that uh, we did have um, individuals who uh, came down with COVID, and uh, I hope that each and every one of you who um, did get ill from COVID have uh, recovered well, and I, I want to extend appreciation to all of our convention attendees who did their part with masking, with testing, with um, helping out, jumping in where needed because um, someone did um, fall ill with COVID. Uh, the folks at the convention who observed our protocols really made a difference. And so many new first-timers and others jumped in to help with the convention. Even our affiliates jumping in to deliver banquet meals to individuals who had to quarantine in their room because of COVID, to some degree, the new normal. So thank you to each and every one of you. A lot of things came out of the convention we don't have time to talk about on this release, but I did want to highlight the fact that we had 18 resolutions passed at the convention. You can find those at nfb.org resolutions. I also want to thank um, uh, board members Amy Burrish of Nebraska, John Fritz of Wisconsin, and Amy Rule of Massachusetts, who um, came off the board of directors. So thank you for your service. And of course, want to take a brief moment to acknowledge Jeannie Massey, who um, passed away shortly before the convention. And congratulate our newly elected uh, board members, uh, Donald Porterfield of Arizona, Barbara Manuel of Alabama, Sheila Wright of Missouri, and Grace Pyers of Rhode Island. Uh, congratulations on joining the national board. Also during the convention, uh, the convention adopted an amendment to the Federation Constitution. That amendment was published in the, the, the proposed amendment was published in the June issue of the Braille Monitor. I wanted to let you know that the, the amendment did pass and the updated Current Constitution of the National Federation of the Blind can be found on our website at nfb.org. You can also order physical copies of it through our free literature process. Now, uh, last month on July 26th, we celebrated the 32nd anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And this is always an opportunity for us to advance our priorities as the organized blind movement. We, on July 26, participated in a roundtable discussion that was held by Vice President Harris, and uh, we're able to use that forum to promote uh, our work, especially our priority for web accessibility and digital access, which, as you know, is one of the most pressing uh, problems we face as blind people in America today. Uh, we have built a strong coalition that is supporting 
our priority of getting web accessibility and mobile app accessibility to be a standard in this nation. We like to call this ADA 3.0. And we uh, do believe that our bill uh, will be introduced into Congress on this topic very, very soon. We were hoping that it would have happened by the time of the ADA celebration, but it did not. Other uh, activities uh, we participated in on Capitol Hill on July 26th included a, a meeting of the Bipartisan Disability Caucus. And at that meeting, the current chairman of the Disability Caucus, who is Representative Jim Langevin of Rhode Island, announced uh, the new co-chairs uh, during the next Congress for the Disability Caucus. These are disability these are Representative Debbie Dingell of Michigan and Representative Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania. So for our Michigan and Pennsylvania affiliates, um, important influence that you can have on the Disability uh, Caucus. We were proud to be part of that uh, event and to be um, recognized as key players in the disability community. Also, uh, during the ADA week of celebrations, um, we participated in a hearing in the United States Senate to discuss the issues around government web accessibility and Section 508 uh, access issues. On Thursday, July 28th, Ania Lewis, who's executive director of our Blindness Initiatives Department testified as one of four individuals during this hearing uh, before the Senate Committee on Aging. Um, Section 508 uh, has left um, many things to be desired in terms of access in the government, and um, we have been pressing Congress to pay more attention to this issue. And so it's really great that there was finally a hearing on this matter. Anil's comments can be found on the NFB website, and uh, you can listen to the full hearing by going to the Senate Committee on Aging's website. Certainly, we have a lot more work to do on um, Section 508 and government web accessibility, and so there will be more about that going into the future. Now, we are in August, and of course, for Congress, that means it's congressional recess time. So I want to call this to your attention because starting uh, next Monday on August 8th, the House and the Senate will both be taking their traditional August recesses. However, uh, most members of Congress will be working in their district offices, and this is an opportunity for local federation members to get out and meet with members of Congress in their local offices to uh, advance our priorities and to let them know that it's uh, important on the local level. And what a great way to beat the heat by... Uh, 
beating on the door of members of Congress and getting them to share their air conditioning, but also to share support for the work of the National Federation of the Blind. Now, you'll want to try to make those appointments quickly because there's probably limited opportunities to meet with them in their local offices. So I do encourage you to get right on that. Try to have those local meetings um, so that when we get to September, we can register many more co-sponsors as we go into the final stretch of this congressional session. Now, October is coming up, and that is Blind Equality Achievement Month, and we announced at the National Convention an opportunity for affiliates or chapters or even a combination of affiliates and chapters to host the presidential release live during the first weekend of October. I'm really excited about uh, the opportunity for Pam and I to hit the road again and do a presidential release live in a local community. If you would like to have your chapter or affiliate be considered for uh, hosting our October presidential release, you should email membership at nfb.org with uh, your pitch on uh, what the release would look like, where it would be held, how you would use it to build the National Federation of the Blind locally, um, what activities you might put around the release, that sort of thing. The deadline to submit your proposal is Sunday, August 28th. And our intention is to select a uh, location for the October release and announce it on the September 1 presidential release. So please get your suggestions in. We'd love to come to a local community uh, with our presidential release live. Blind Equality Achievement Month is something we should get, be getting ready for in our chapters. It's a time when we um, get out in the community to spread our public awareness message, teach people about the capacity of blind people. You can check out nfb.org blind month for ideas and the latest updates on Blind Equality Achievement Month. Uh, you should also share and follow in social media the hashtag Blind Month. We also invite you to send in your Blind Equality Achievement Month's events so we can uh, post them on the webpage. You can send your event information to web at nfb.org and we will put them on the website. Uh, Blind Equality Achievement Month, of course, also includes October 15th, which is White Cane Awareness Day. And we, the National Federation of the Blind, now own the domain whitecane.day. You can go there to find information uh, about uh, white cane proclamations. We do encourage chapters to go out and get proclamations and other information about the white cane, and we should promote white cane that day during October, especially on the 15th of October. So looking forward to many fun activities for October and many great fall conventions coming up. I do have a number of Federation family notes to share with you on this release. I regret to 
share the passing of a number of members since our last release. The first is Joy Harris of Alabama, who passed away on June 20th of this year. Joy was our affiliate president in Alabama for some time. She uh, was a longtime leader and mentor to so many in the National Federation of the Blind, including myself. And uh, her presence will definitely be missed. She had a long, long battle uh, with cancer. And I encourage you to keep um, Alan Harris and uh, their family in your thoughts and prayers. From Maryland, I regret to tell you of the passing of Ruth Stewart, who passed away on Friday, July 8th during the convention. She uh, had been getting ready for the uh, national board meeting on July 7th in New Orleans when she had a heart attack and was taken to the hospital and consequently passed away the next day. Um, Ruth was 81 years old. She was very happy and determined to be at the convention, so she was really in a place where she very much wanted to be. Ruth was a, a longtime member of our Greater Baltimore chapter and a graduate of the Colorado Center for the Blind. Um, from Arizona, I regret to share with you the passing of Carrie Taylor, who was a longtime member in Arkansas and in uh, Arizona. Carrie died uh, due to a brain hemorrhage in early July. From Colorado, we've received the news of the passing of Gary Poindexter, a longtime member of the Aurora chapter, who passed away on July 12th. I would encourage you to keep Gary's wife, Sheila, in your thoughts and prayers. Um, from Illinois, Marilyn Green reports the passing of Nadia Sherman, who was a member of the Chicago chapter and who passed away in June. Uh, I should say that Nadia was only 24 years old. Um, from Iowa, we received the news of the passing of Rich Kelly on July 13, 2022. Um, Rich was an active member of the Federation, although some of you may know him much more prominently because of his computer business and technology training. He was especially known for his work to develop a tutorial to make uh, QuickBooks accessibility uh, more usable by blind people. So you should keep rich in your thoughts and prayers. From Pennsylvania, Denise Brown reports the passing of Mark Leary on June 13th of this year. Mark, uh, Mark was a member of the Greater Philadelphia chapter since 2012. Those are the uh, Federation family notes I have for you on this release. I do encourage you to keep all of these individuals in your thoughts and prayers and those who we may not have yet known about. Um, I don't have any uh, births to report on this release, but I have to say it was so 
great to be at the convention with uh, a number of very, very young Federation members who were do who were born uh, during the pandemic and consequently New Orleans was our first opportunity to get to visit with them in person. So that was one of the convention highlights for me. To close this month's release and in honor of the work that's going on, I'm privileged to uh, present to you some customary endings from some of our NFB Bell in-home edition participants from across the country. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. Please join us for our next presidential release live on Thursday, September 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern using Zoom, the Nation Blind YouTube channel, our internet stream, or by asking your Amazon device to open Nations Blind. You can contact President Riccobono at 410-659-9314 or via email at officeofthepresident at nfb.org. Thank you so much. What's the difference between a pirate and a cranberry farmer? One buries their treasure and one treasures their berries. Why can't you tell an egg a joke? Why? It might crack up. What do you call an adorable angle? I don't know. What do you call an adorable angle? An acute angle. How do ducks learn to fly? I don't know. How do ducks learn to fly? They just wing it! The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind. Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.